It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation. So I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is the Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, when you have you know, a, a kid, one of those uh, very important things you would like to do is read to them often, right? You know, books and, and, and reading and stuff like that is very important to uh, growing minds and stuff like that. And so we have somebody in the space who's very much doing that work and helping to grow that space as well. Her name is uh, Shannon Bex, and she's the chief communication officers officer of Vooks. Shannon, how's it going, ma'am? Hi, Dominic. It's great. How are you? All right. All right. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. We really appreciate uh, your time today. And before we kind of get started talking about the company, just kind of talk about, you know, it's the new year and stuff like that. I'm just curious, what are some lessons that you've learned uh, over the past year? You know, 2020 was one for the record books, uh, you know, good or bad, depending on how you look at it. But uh, what are some things you learned from 2020, if you don't mind me asking? Ah, oh, it's great. Um, yeah, 2020 was a year, good, good and bad. Many, many right. things that have happened. But I think a good lesson I learned was just being in the now, um, knowing you know there's things way beyond our control sometimes, and just learning how to find kind of your peace and joy in the moment. Um, because there are really still some amazing things out there, even through the troublesome times. So, um, being in the now and looking for the good, I think is a great lesson from 2020. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, startup nation, if the name Shannon Beck sounds familiar, that's because that is the one and the same of the group Danity Kane that you're very uh, much familiar with. And, you know, Shannon, I want to ask you this, you know, and, you know, I I know you kind of stepped away from Danity Kane a little bit to kind of, uh, pursue uh, books a little bit more and stuff like that. I guess two part question. What's some, some of those things you learned, uh, you know, from being on the road and touring and just the music business business in general that you brought over to books uh, and, and, and kind of applied that, but also kind of step, talk about that decision to kind of step away a little bit. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's, it's incredible to have stepped into a company like books. I co-founded it with my brother right? and, um, you know, to, to apply a lot of my knowledge from the music industry. Um, every day I'm, I'm learning how I have lessons that I'm continually using. Right. Um, I handled a lot of, you know, the contracts uh, with my group and understood the business side of things um, right. so that I knew, you know, how to function as a businesswoman inside the music industry. And it's so much of it parallels with even with the publishing industry is facing. So my heart of the career was around when, when physical sales of CDs were going away, streaming was becoming the norm and right. consumers were really um, telling music how they wanted to consume their content and digital was just on the rise. And granted, books are not going away, but there is an element of um, digital that we can apply to the medium of books that um, can get kids excited. And, and so that knowledge of watching consumer behavior and habits, mm. the music industry as an artist, and even um, communicating with publishers, that's what I do. I talk with them and I negotiate the contracts and the deals for the streaming rights to license the content that you do see on books. So I was able to use a lot of my knowledge of the music industry in the publishing world as well. So it does, it does, you know, um, parallel very much. And, you know, moving away from the music industry, I had such a wonderful time and career and the fans are incredible and so supportive. And it was 
good 15-year run. Um, And so many amazing boxes were checked off, you know, multi-platinum record sales, which barely happen now because (laughs) we're talking about physical doesn't happen. Touring, you know, I got to perform at Madison Square Garden, like so many amazing things. And even now with COVID happening, you know, we don't know what the music industry is going to look like. So my decision to kind of step away of music in that same capacity was because I wanted to put more commitment towards this next chapter of what my life was, and that was books and the positive impact um, that, you know, encouraging the love of reading can have on a child's life and offering books at a capacity where kids who don't have access to books can, can get access. Right. Like, books determine such, you know, success in a child's life and whether they have a parent who can be there to read it with them or they maybe don't. Maybe the parent is a frontline worker who's just busy and, they, you know, it's not fair for them that they can't have read-along, read-aloud time. So books is a good option for them as well. So there's just so much positive with books and it's so exciting to be able to have something like this to step into. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm very confident in you know this movement and, and just becoming a, a co-founder business owner. For sure, for sure. And Startup Nation, if you want to check uh, Vooks out, we have the website there in the show notes. And if you're listening to the replay on radio, I mean, if you're listening to the replay on the podcast uh, or on radio, it's Vooks.com, V-O-O-K-S dot com. Once again, we have that link there in the show notes for easy access if you listen to the replay on the podcast. So, Shannon, if you would just kind of tell us all about Vooks, you know, what it's all about, how do you sign up? Just kind of run us through it a little bit. Absolutely. So yes, books.com can access um, our streaming library of children's storybooks. Our target is ages two to eight years old. Uh, we have great marquee titles like Curious George, um, even some amazing, you know, unknown independent illustrators and authors. Um, just a great curated library. We have um, educational specialists on staff that help us find amazing books and help curate the content, but also um, also create lesson plans and resources that are free and, mm. and you're able to use along with the books that you're reading. Uh, it's quality screen time. It's ad-free. It's kid-friendly. You know, if you pass your child your phone or iPad, you can trust what they're watching is appropriate right. and they're not going to start discovering things they shouldn't be seeing. And I, I think that screen time stress is very real for parents and, you know, Children are consuming their entertainment differently than we ever did. So right. we have to meet them where they are, but do it in a responsible way. And, and books can provide that for a parent and a teacher, a grandparent or guardian. And the average books, we, we what we do is we take a book you would find in any library right. and just slightly animate it. And we create read-along, read-aloud, highlighted text, beautiful narrations, and it's basically a book, actual book being read aloud to your, your child, and the average length is around seven minutes. So you can feel good about it. You know they're getting content um, that you trust, and they're actually reading a book. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I appreciate you, you sharing that. I, I want to ask you something, just a quick follow-up, because you talked about how you know it, it's ad-free, right? And I know a lot of business owners out there always looking to kind of grow that, you know, grow that top line growth and stuff like that. Why was it important to for to keep the ads out of it? Like, I, I get it, but if you would just kind of explain your reason behind that, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, no, that's a good question. And you're actually the first person ever asked the why behind oh, it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I know we haven't really even internally discussed that as a team. It's just something we knew from the beginning. Gotcha. Uh, we didn't want to do. We, we didn't, you know, we don't want our consumers to feel like we're there just utilizing their information or their time for the pocketbook. Right. You know? No, uh, absolutely. I, I, I hate to say as cheap in the the experience, but I feel like they can, and and we just didn't want that. And um, and then you're you know you're more in control of what the content is. You know, right. um, ads sometimes can get <laughs> a little out of hand. So it just it just shows our our customers that we value the time that they're spending with us, and every second counts. Right. You know, I, and I appreciate you. Uh, answer now. And one of the reasons I I wanted to know that thinking behind it because I I know I get a little frustrated with ads and I even get more frustrated yeah. when my daughter has her screen time. She's on YouTube Kids and even she still gets yeah. like political ads on YouTube Kids, yeah. which is just amazing uh, to me. That's but, crazy. Yeah, it's it, extremely crazy. But clearly, you guys have hit on something because. Startup Nation, the platform, uh, just being founded just you know, less than two years now, has 1.2 million users, uh, you know, yeah. now, which is just bananas. I- I'm curious about something, though. Have you seen the user base, you know, kind of grow like, you know, significantly more in the era of COVID? Or was it just kind of always on that trajectory? Kind of talk about that growth a little bit, if you don't mind, in the user base. Yeah, so we launched uh, to the public in January 2019, mm-hmm. so we're just on that two-year mark now, and we did have a, an amazing <laughs> an amazing trajectory already. Gotcha. It gotcha. was growing substantially. Um, you know, we're in over 175 countries, and I do I do see that we had a spike, obviously, with COVID and, and the stay-at-home, um, and then, you know, teachers and parents utilizing books as another, you know, curriculum and a resource for them because they really were scrambling. There was, even still, but there was quite a few months where it was just like, no one knew what to do. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we definitely stepped in and, and um, tried to provide, like I said, resources to utilize um, and help just the stress of the unknown. But yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been growing substantially ever, ever since we launched. Got you. Got you. Thank you for sharing that. Once again, Startup Nation, we're talking to Shannon uh, Beck's Chief Communication Officer of Vooks. Well, once again, if you want to check out Vooks, we have that show note. Uh, we have that link there in the show notes if you listen to the replay on the podcast. And if you listen on radio, it's Vooks.com, V-O-O-K-S uh, dot com. I want to ask you. Uh, this Shannon, because I, I know that you kind of partner with educators and stuff like that. And, you know, there's no really cost to educators, U.S. educators uh, in, in that regard, you know, to kind of assist with the pandemic. You kind of talk about that a little bit. Kind of talk about the importance of that type of partnership with educators, yeah. because I know there's you know I know educators across the country, across the world, really. Uh, especially in this era of COVID, uh, have been kind of, you know, scrambling, uh, not necessarily scrambling, but really having a hard time to really, uh, you know, keep educating our kids. So that way they don't fall behind because that's 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 a real fear. That's a very big fear. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the pressure on educators was a lot before COVID. You know, I feel like they were. I don't want to say underappreciated because I think everyone really does appreciate all the time and energy and care and heart they put into it, mm-hmm. but just not properly supported. Facts. Um, and 
that's things that definitely still need to get figured out so that they can provide for our future, our youth. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they get lost, you know, I, who knows what the future looks like. So um, definitely we love teachers. We appreciate them. You know, we didn't start out as uh, intent of being an ed tech company, right. an ed tech app where we're more educational focused because reading alone is educational. You know, we're that chocolate covered broccoli. We want it to be that entertaining, valuable thing that kids chose to do instead of other screen time. But as soon as teachers found us even before COVID and they could implement it into their curriculum and use it in a read along story time, you have the kids reading the actual book in one corner and the audio in another and the books in another, just cemented so many different cognitive um, benefits for kids. Um, they were just a master flame. And, uh, and the, having teachers understand the value of what it is we do with books is so validating for us. Um, and then also on top of that is just knowing the comments we've had where they said you've made my classroom life easier and now even with COVID you've made my, you know, planning of my curriculum easier. Just thank you, you know, that we give teachers a first year free and that was before COVID even hit. And then since then, um, we've had other amazing partners that have come alongside our teachers and sponsored um, their subscriptions um, so that the educators can continue to utilize it. And, and uh, it's amazing. Right, right. I, I want to ask a follow-up because you talked about being an ed tech company. Uh, I, I'm curious yeah. about, you know, were there any, uh, I guess, kind of like barriers that, or I, I guess more accurately, were there things or conceptions you had about education before that you, you, you entered the space and they've kind of changed you know, since then, kind of talk about that transition to kind of getting into not just the ed tech space, but the educational space as a yeah. whole. Yeah. So, I mean, initially, you know, books started with my brother. He has three kids. Right. And his oldest loved, loved, loved to read. And she'd bring piles of books. And then his youngest, like most children, was completely different. And mm-hmm. he couldn't get her to focus. And she had no interest in reading. So sparking a love of reading to engage her into books was at the core of books. Gotcha. And, um, and so we, we kind of were looking at books through the, through the lens of a child okay. and what a child would want to choose. And not that kids don't choose ed tech, you know, apps and nothing against ed tech apps, but we didn't want books to feel like homework. Gotcha. We didn't want it to feel like a task or, okay, once you complete this, now you can go play or you can go choose your screen time. We wanted books to be that screen time they chose because we know the quality and value of reading, read along, read aloud, our slow pace, everything that we do is very purposeful. And But we want a kid to look at it as an exciting, like, I want this, I want to choose this, um, versus I have to do this. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. You know, talk about your, 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 uh, I guess your family dynamic as a co-founder with your brother. I, I imagine mm-hmm. that, you know, not that the the relationship changed drastically, but there's probably some stuff like, wow, I didn't know she was like that. Or maybe I didn't know he was like that, or, you know, from a business standpoint, of course, kind of talk about that yeah. transition from uh brother, sister to business partners and co-founders. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's amazing. We've always enjoyed working together mm-hmm. and brainstorming. He's two years older than me. I joke that I just do what he tells me and that's why we get along. But <laughs> gotcha. Um, we've always just had that synergy um, and set off of each other and brainstormed and like got creative. He would even give me ideas and help me through things in my career. And 
he um, owned his own um, agency and he would help bring products to market with Nike and Verizon and Gatorade and other Fortune 500 companies. And we bring some about those projects. So he's always had that also creative entrepreneurial side to him, just like myself. Um, But he definitely sees things with a different lens and it's so impressive. I admire him so much. He's an amazing man, amazing father and husband. um, So I think we just have a lot of respect for each other and we've always Gotcha. Shared. And, and it's been amazing. I'm very, very, very grateful. Awesome. Awesome. I, I appreciate that. I, I'm curious about something, though, because, you know, as you are, you know, the chief communications officer, you know, obviously a large part of your role uh, at Vooks is kind of sell the message, sell the story, create the story, uh, if you will, to yeah. kind of grow the user base and, and stuff like that. You know, because we have a lot of listeners out there, Shannon, who are trying to create their own story, trying to create their own story brand, uh, if you will, yeah. pun intended, of course. But I- I'm curious, yeah. you know, what goes into creating a great story and not only just creating a great story of a company or a business, but sharing that story to your target audience to where they can relate. You, you kind of talked about it a little bit, talking about, yeah. you know. Uh, looking at it through the the, the eyes of a, of a child, but kind of talk about creating that story and sharing that message uh, with your target audience, if you don't mind, Shannon. Yeah. When you're growing a brand and a company, like you can't go wrong when you spark a passion in your heart. Cause gotcha. when you speak from your heart, it's honesty. It's, you know, you're going to learn things, you're going to learn lessons, you're going to learn your business verbiage, but, but the core of it is the passion behind it. And if, what are the reasons behind your passion? Um, is it to make a quick buck? You know, that's going to fall flat on your consumers. That's, they're going to see through that. Is it because you truly have a heart and a passion and a care towards something um, or a, a cause or a problem that you're seeing and you have a solution and you can't wait to share it and share the message? That'll evolve. And uh, I, I think that that's where it starts is with true, true heart and true passion. Got you. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. Doing one quick reset. Once again, started mission. We're talking to Shannon uh, Bex, the chief communication officer of books. And if you want to check that out, once again, we have that link there in the show notes. If you listen to the replay on the podcast, books.com uh, is the website. Uh, and we're just wrapping up here with you, Shannon. Once again, thank you so much for uh, sharing your time and sharing your amazing company uh, with us. What's the hopes, you know, for, for you see for books and, and just beyond, you know, as you grow your entrepreneurial journey and, and move forward and in, in creating a, an amazing company. Oh goodness. You know, the, the number one hope is to encourage the love of reading and kids gotcha. and around the world and create, you know, impact moments where we're able to get books into the hands of kids who can't even access books. Right. So, incredible so just continue to grow the reach there's hundreds of thousands of kids out there and we just want to get in front of them um continue to grow our our library um yeah it just make a wonderful escape and wonderful place to discover new books new authors new illustrators another avenue for the publishing industry to you know expand into um as they discover their power in digital space as well Gotcha. You know, and, and I appreciate that, you know, that you saying that, because I know as the world gets, you know, you know, more of the world is getting connected, you know, to the Internet and be able to stream, uh, you know, educational you know, resources like books from books, obviously, and, and others. You know, I think that's super important. Uh, so I, I want to yeah. ask you this, you know, because like talk about 
the, you know, the, I know you kind of talked about this a little bit, but I guess I'm just curious, have you ever just saw, you know, just kind of sat down and thought back to the impact that you're making, right? Like, I know you're talking about what you hope to do, but what you've already have done. Have you ever just sat back and just thought about, wow, we're really making an impact? Is there a story or a moment where it just really kind of hits you? Kind of talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind, Shannon. Oh, gosh. Yeah, we've, I mean, everything, we've had a couple of different stories, even from like parents who have, you know, children who um, might be high on the spectrum and they're nonverbal, mm. but they watch a favorite book story over and over again. And their parent has actually now witnessed them like repeating the words that have been read aloud and to them with the books. And their parent is just beyond excited and beyond themselves because before they just couldn't get through to their kid. Um, that huge, um, you know, countries that, you know, don't act, have access to great English content right. are able to use this as a, you know, second language, um, English as a second language. And, right. and they're just thrilled to be able to have this content for their, their classrooms um, and their students. So, so many stories, um, even down to the fun ones where we um, had Chrysanthemum on the book on our platform and a four-year-old found the book in the library and thought, mom, chrysanthemum. And her mother was like, my wow. four-year-old daughter's sight word is chrysanthemum. This is amazing. <laughs> so um, there's so many great stories that just keep you going every day. Got you. And, and that's why I want to ask you that, that to remind Startup Nation, look, look, sometimes you create a business. Yeah, you're, you know, obviously, look, business is in the business of making money, but sometimes you create something and you're making an impact and you're impacting people's lives and, you know, not even realizing how big of an impact you're making. So I think it's important for a lot of times for people who have those entrepreneurial ideas to pursue them because you just never know the impact that you, yeah. you know either intended on making or didn't even expect. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, before I let you go, you know, one of the things we always ask all of our guests is to kind of share uh, just some lasting words of encouragement, you know, with everything going on, Shannon, we can definitely use a, a, a little bit of that. But, you know, there's people out there who are thinking about pursuing a business or just thinking about pursuing, you know, dreams and turning them into goals. If you would just kind of give us some lasting words of encouragement to uh, take us out for today, if you don't mind, Shannon. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think one of the hardest things is to take those steps of faith and start pursuing a dream that you have in your heart. And, you know, if that idea or that dream is there, it's been planted there for a reason. And if you start to just feel more like, I need to just try this, do it. You don't regret trying. You regret not trying. So um, my, some of the best advice when I was a dancer and I was going for a big audition and I was like, I'm not ready yet. I need more training. I need more knowledge. And my husband, who was my fiance at the time, said, okay, well, 20 years from now, are you going to regret the decision you make? Will you regret trying? Or are you, are you going to regret not trying? And whew, I jumped in line the next day to audition. So it, mm. it was impactful for me. So think about it. You know, don't let fear get in the way. Just just think about, hey, 20 years from now, are you going to wish you tried? Got you. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. And that's going to wrap up this session of the Startup Life. Once again, we want to thank Shannon Beck, Chief Communication Officer of Vooks. Thank you so much, Shannon. Thank you so much for having me, Dominic. It was a pleasure talking with you. Awesome. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life. 
the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life.